I know a lot of you are regular mask, well, you're all regular mask goers, so maybe you already have realized that we have a two-year cycle for our daily readings. And one summer, we do the law, and the other summer, we do the prophets. And so this is a prophets summer. We started three weeks ago with the books of Kings, talking about our buddies Elijah and Elisha. And last week, we had our oldest prophet who had his own book, Amos. This week is Hosea. Hosea was active in the northern kingdom of Israel when things were falling apart completely up there. It was a crazy, terrible place. And uh, just the one word in our reading today, uh, to make sure everybody knows, is uh, he talks about the Baals. And those were graven images of of pagan gods, so the Baals, which a lot of Baal worship was going on in northern Israel, but that was the least of their problems up there at the time. Well, what is prophecy? Almost every religion in the world has gone through at least one period of time where there are prophets who, who speak, and the other cultures of the Middle East had prophets as well at this time. But Israelite prophecy is also very different than other forms of prophecy in other religions. And I think that a lot of us, we think of prophecy as telling the future. That is not the best definition. A prophet is someone who speaks on behalf of God. And Somebody could be prophetic one day and not the next. And it takes the whole community testing what the prophet says to assert whether or not it is prophetic. We have some references in the scriptures that Elijah and Elisha sort of hung out with a group of people who sort of together were the community discerning that stuff. So it's about truth more than it's about future. Women figure very prominently in our scriptures today. Much is made of the contrast between these two women in our gospel passage. And if you thought this was a longer passage, you're thinking of the original story from Mark. Matthew sort of condenses this down. But there's a lot of contrast to make between these two women. One is young, one is old. One is active, one is passive. They apparently might have different levels of faith. One is an insider in the community. The other one is an outsider. But it's clear that Jesus considered women to have equal dignity with men. They were worth his time. They were worth his curing. But our first reading, the book of Hosea also has a very prominent woman in it. She was not mentioned today, but she is referred to by name, but she was referred to a lot Her name is Gomer, the wife of Hosea. And the whole book of Hosea is one extended metaphor of Hosea says that God told him to marry Gomer, even though she was a prostitute, and that she is unfaithful. And this is a parallel towards God's relationship with the nation of Israel. And this is a parallel that is uh, taken up this metaphor is taken up by several of our other prophets, uh, most graphically in Ezekiel. But in this day and age, we can't help but feel uncomfortable with this metaphor, with its patriarchal implications. The man, Hosea, is faithful. 
The woman, Gomer, is a prostitute. And we should feel uncomfortable with that parallel. Because it's not a metaphor about men and women. (laughs) That is not the point of it. Hosea still speaks to us in great truths. The leaders of the nation of Israel at the time of Hosea were prostituting themselves. It was a nation filled with intrigue, regicide. They went through something like, what, six kings in ten years with them killing each other. They were making war with their brother Israelites in Judah. And, of course, there was the paganism. And those people were all men. And when we hear this week, when we're with Hosea, I think the challenge to us is, how are we like Gomer, and how is God like Hosea? And how are we called to grow and understand and grow in our relationship with God? When an analogy depends on gender in the Bible, let's not push that analogy further than it is supposed to go. And list one example of that. Sometimes in this metaphor where the prophets make an analogy between God and Israel as a marriage, sometimes the Hebrew word ezer is used, which we often translate as helpmate. It's the same word in the story of the creation of Adam and Eve, where Eve is called the helpmate of Adam, the ezer. And some people will say, well, that means that she is secondary to Adam. Well, when Ezra is used in the metaphor for God in Israel, Ezra applies to God. God is the helpmate of Israel. The word Ezra actually has a root in another definition that means power. Let us not push the gender stereotypes or metaphors to places that God and the authors never intended them to go. This summer, we pray, Lord, help us to see the relevance of these ancient prophecies in our lives and not to get caught up in the details that are man-made.